Leading Britain's conversation. LBC with Matt Fry. We are talking about Donald Trump, the January the 6th hearings on Capitol Hill, um, establishing who is responsible for the raid on Capitol Hill, how much responsibility uh, ends up on the doorstep of Donald J. Trump, who is giving a speech uh, on the mall just before the riot, as the riot started, and then took six hours to stop the rioters from doing what they were doing on Capitol Hill. Some of the pictures, some of the footage that has emerged in the first of these hearings uh, on Thursday night is absolutely astonishing. It's hair-raising stuff. I've, I've described it as an attempted American coup, as have others indeed, and that's what it looked like, certainly to many people, including myself. Let's go to Simon Marks. Simon Marks, LBC's Washington correspondent, sitting in front of a verdant White House with a jacket and tie. You're all dressed up for me this morning. I feel, I feel as if I've, I've missed the memo, Simon. Always, always like to do it the right way, Matt. Of course, yeah, and, and I'm doing it the wrong way. And I apologise for that. I shall, I shall, I shall get, <laughs> I shall, I shall uh, scrub up more nicely next time we speak. Anyway, you heard Greg Swenson there trying to justify, in that very sort of clubland American way, of the way that you know posh Republicans deal with Trump. They don't really quite want to condemn him because they need him or they're afraid of him. But at the same time, they feel very uncomfortable uh, that he's throwing the cutly around in the club room. Yeah, uncomfortable, but not so uncomfortable that they're going to disown him. I mean, that was an extraordinary example of the contortions that the Republican Party is still willing to go to in order to avoid offending a man who still holds remarkable sway over the party. I mean, the idea, as Greg Swenson was saying there, that on January the 6th, Donald Trump simply overdid it. I mean, as though he'd had one cheeseburger too many or had helped himself to too many portions of the ice cream sundae and that everything was going to be okay in the morning uh, is absurd given the weight of evidence that the committee presented on Thursday night and frankly given what we all saw Mm. with our own eyes on January the 6th uh, of last year but this is a party that remains absolutely enthralled to Donald Trump and you could see that this week with Kevin McCarthy the leader of the Republican Party in the House of Representatives again refusing to answer the question directly as to whether he thinks Joe Biden is a legitimate president of the United States. You were making the point in that interview uh, that democracy is in trouble if Americans can't even agree on the outcome of an election. But the Republican Party is in even deeper trouble than that. We saw a Reuters Ipsos poll this week that showed more than 50% of Republican voters believe that the crowd that descended on the Capitol on January the 6th of last year was not a crowd of Donald Trump supporters. It was a crowd of radical leftists Mm. sent there by Joe Biden to make Donald Trump look bad. An entirely false conspiracy theory that now more than 50% of Republican voters believe. This is a country that not only cannot stipulate to the outcome of an election, it can't even stipulate to basic facts. But it's also a country where one half does not speak to the other half, where one half thinks that the other half is literally like an alien occupation force. And on that point, it was, of course, fascinating that Fox News, the premier right channel on cable, did not even broadcast these hearings. And 50 years ago, we had the Watergate hearings that were broadcast, then they didn't have cable, broadcast on terrestrial television, watched by a majority of television viewers. 
Yeah, well, I mean, totally different country today, right? There is no single sort of convening authority. You have this absolutely fractured media uh, in the United States, as you you now have to some extent in the UK. Uh, I mean, what's interesting about the numbers is that Fox News did not lose any viewers during the course of Thursday night, nor indeed did it notch up a lower rating than it had done on previous nights. It still won three million viewers for an entirely commercial-free tie raid against the January the 6th hearing in which it didn't screen a second of the hearings to its audience, telling them Mm. it wasn't going to waste their time uh, with what it characterised as a campaign ad for the Democratic Party. Now, 20 million people across the country did watch the hearings. Uh, I'm bound to say that when Joe Biden made his last State of the Union address, and I can't currently remember a single phrase that was contained therein, 38 million people watched that. So it got got half the yeah. audience of the State of the Union uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, and, uh, you know, it is not at all evident that in a country that is waking up right now, breaking news in the last few minutes, the phone flashed just before I came on air, the average price of a gallon of fuel in this country for the first time ever has just risen above $5 a gallon. It's far from evident that th- those events on Thursday night are cutting through not only with Trump supporters... Mm. But with average Americans in the middle who are looking at themselves over the breakfast table and wondering this morning how they're going to fill their car with gas, how they're going to afford the shopping at the supermarket, and whether their children are safe when they go to school. When you look ahead to the midterm elections and the next presidential election, when you consider the fact that Donald Trump still holds the Republican Party enthralled, that they are, like Greg, afraid to cross him. How worried are you about the future of American democracy as someone who lives there and loves the place? Yeah, absolutely. Deeply, deeply worried, as are, I mean, many, many people, and not just in Washington, D.C. I mean, there is a sense that the Republican Party have got some sorting out to do. Will it be Donald Trump? Will it be uh, a, a, a lesser version of Donald Trump, someone like Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida? I, I mean, I think it's pretty clear it's not going to be a traditional centrist Republican like Mitt Romney or Liz Cheney, who carries the party forwards. But the Democrats have got problems Two, uh, there's a, a big uh, piece in the New York Times today, the Saturday edition, interviewing more than 50 sources uh, within the Democratic Party's sort of broader movement, including union leaders, uh, prominent Democrat strategists, all of whom are arguing that Donald, that Joe Biden cannot possibly mm. seek re-election in 2024, and some saying that after the midterm elections, which I think we all expect, and Democrats clearly expect, that the Republicans are going to trounce them this November, that right after that, the first question Joe Biden has to answer is, are you running for another term? Stand down and allow other candidates to challenge mm. Kamala Harris for the rights to be the party's standard bearer. A mess on both sides of the aisle, but never, never in Simon Marks' head or studio. <laughs> Simon Marks, thank you very much indeed for joining us. I really hope you have a great weekend and thank you very much for getting up so early for us again. Uh, thanks to all of you for listening, for writing in, for texting in, for being nice to me, for being nasty to me. I don't care as long as you listen and you engage with Britain's conversation at four o'clock. It is David Lammy, but up next, Sangeeta Maiska.